Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High presents Ghost Story. We see an aerial shot of the Angelo Mobile riding down the street, headed to somewhere, but we don't know where. Inside, said Carr, is Angela and Heck slurping on some ice cream that they just picked up from the Twisty Treat factory. Angela <laughs> licking a strawberry cone with sprinkles. Heck, <laughs> biting a fudge sickle. <laughs> you went to an ice cream store and he got a fudge sickle? He doesn't know about food that well. So he ordered, he panicked. <laughs> you made him get it? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. He was like, why are you taking me to get ice cream? And I said, listen. I don't want to eat ice cream by myself. Yeah. And That's so. That's lonely. <laughs> Heck, it's a fudge sickle with whipped cream on top for some reason. <laughs> That's what he wanted. That's even though he doesn't eat, really. So, um, Angela's feeling nervous to relay the news to Heck, but knows that it needs to be done. So, Heck, how's your ice cream? We see, sitting next to Angela in the uh, Angela Mobile, a gorgeous young man. Gorgeous. <laughs> Heck is canonically gorgeous. Okay, okay, that's fine. A can... A canonically gorgeous young man yeah. <laughs> with thick, wavy hair, out of which protrude two adorable sugar glider ears. From the neck down, glad you asked. <laughs> He's wearing vintage overalls over a Chillhaven High football t-shirt. And we see Heck taking huge cartoon-style bites out of his fudge-sickle. Ow, ow, ow. Heck, doesn't that hurt your teeth? No, not really. It's pretty cool. Whoever like programmed me and like my mouth stuff, let me taste things, which I like. But I don't get like brain freeze or toothaches or um, things in that category of experience. Wow, thanks, Indigo Labs. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I've got a lot of questions for them and uh, some concerns about um, you know lying to me and coming to my house at night and putting poop inside my body. <laughs> <laughs> Poop. And removing decades of memories from me and sort of just playing really roughshod with like who I am and my identity as a person and kind of trampling all over like, you know, any sense of autonomy. But anyway, like they did some cool stuff, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, speaking of Indigo Labs, remember how I told you that I would kind of look in to see like what is going on with you in Indigo Labs and kind of find out more about like just what your whole deal is? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I I, can't, I know we've talked about it here and there. I, I always kind of thought that, like, as soon as we didn't have, like, another, like, monster or horrible situation to deal with, like, my thing, we'd all just kind of tackle. That's never going to happen. Yeah, it's starting to seem that way. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's ne we're never not going to have a monster to tackle, you know? Yeah. So, but I mean, honestly, yeah. Indigo Labs, the biggest monster to tackle of them all. In what way? Uh, you know, big tech. <laughs> Got <Glad> tech. <laughs> Technology just a monster to, to this society, you know. I uh, as a as a piece of technology, I have a hard time agreeing with you, there, Angela. <laughs> okay, well, um, agree to disagree. But listen, do you want to? Are you saying I should be like destroyed? No, 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 not at all. But am I bad for society? No. <laughs> listen, just forget what I was just saying. 
But I do have some news to tell you. Uh, I was going to make a joke about erasing your memory, but that's not funny. Yeah. Okay, so... (laughs) So, you know how our good friend, the Sad Squatch, Mm -hmm. told us that there's not one heck, but two? Yeah. Okay. Well, my good friend Charles Chadwick did some digging and found out some really weird stuff coming from Indigo Lab's basement. Um, okay. That's where the Cyber Squatch came from too, right? The yeah. basement? Yeah. So they must have their most top secret experiments down there. But it's strange because there's a lot of heat coming from the basement of Indigo Lab. Like, um, I'm not into, I don't know these terminology, the, the terminology for this, but... Well, if it's a, a heat signature, it could be from something like, I don't know, like a massive server bank down there. That's kind of exactly what it is. Hmm. So what are they trying to keep running? Well, I've actually suspected that something like this might be the case. You suspected that this would be the case? Why do you say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) Because why would you think that? You've Uh, never expressed this before. Well, you know, it's not that I didn't, like, trust you or think that we would get around to, like, solving Hex backstory at some point, but... You know, it's me. It's my it's my story. It's my history and like Did you go on your own mission? I don't I haven't gone on a mission, but um I did some research. Um okay, tell me more. Okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> Here goes. All right. Um all ears. And well, then Angela points to her antlers and then points to Hex sugar glider ears. I don't know what that gesture was. Oh, ears. Ears, all the ears. Ears or antlers. Ears. Do you hear with your antlers? Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I hear really good. Anyways. <laughs> Um, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, well, you know, like since Dick came back and uh, Professor Z and all the people from my old team, you know, they they had all these stories about me being like the tech wizard, right? I was like the computers guy, you know. Uh, I had all this knowledge and abilities that I've since forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, you know, if I work like a computer does, being that I am a robot, which yeah. is sort of like a computer shaped like a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that maybe I still have those abilities or that like that underlying knowledge. That makes sense. Have you ever seen that movie, The Born Identity? Ew, no. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> sometimes like your subconscious can remember things that your the top of your head has done forgot about. So what did you remember? Well, so I started taking some like programming classes and stuff online and doing like math tutorials and stuff. And it all just kind of came super easily to me. So you're just hacking the mainframe now? Well, I'm not hacking anything right now. I, I think I'm just like unlocking untapped potentialities inside my own main, my mainframe. Cool. Ask me any math question. I bet I can answer it super fast. Five plus five. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> that one's 10. Okay. Um, this one's going to be really hard. Okay. I'm ready. 14 divided by two. <laughs> <laughs> that one's seven, Angela. Okay. 3.15 times 4.15 plus 4.36 divided by 5. That's 3.4865. Damn, you did that really fast. Yeah, I got all sorts of stuff in here that like I'm not even accessing. It's like, have you ever seen that movie Limitless? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I can watch movies super fast now, too. I didn't tell you about that. Wait, do you like speed them up or something? Yeah. On my vid... 
they have a feature where you can like speed up any video that you're watching up to four times, and I can watch them on four times, and my eyes just go and I process it, no problemo. I've been watching movies like crazy. Ooh, that's kind of actually really useful, using your time wisely. Thanks. Yeah. So wait, uh, okay, so you untapped all this new potential, but... Oh, well, so anyway, learning about like programming and computers and stuff like that, I learned that like somebody like me, right? Yeah. A robot who for all intents and purposes is like a human teen boy, right? Yes. Well, that kind of technology doesn't really exist. I don't know if you know this, but like real AI, like a computer who like think like a person and B is like a person, far as I know, I'm the only one. And everything I've read about it says that the amount of computing power that would be required to just make a little brain like mine go Uh is astronomical. So a massive bank of servers underneath Indigo Labs to me says either A, Meredith's mining Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me. Or B, that's maybe where heck brain stuff live. That is all for just you? I mean, it could be. It's just a theory right now. What if the servers go down? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if like they put it into me and then like, is it like a backup, you know? Is like my own brain and then there's a backup. But if there's another me down there, maybe he's a backup too? That's kind of suspicious, right? I mean, everything involving Indigo Labs is suspicious. Like that makes me kind of nervous if they have something up their sleeve with you. What do we do? Well, I mean, obviously this ghost thing takes priority right now, but like you said, there's always gonna be another monster. Always. So I think maybe after we knock out this whole rock priest situation, I might just need to carve out a little heck time. All right, I can help you. Okay. Pinky promise, I got you. Okay, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. What I do you thought mean? you were kind of have a meltdown, but that's why I took you to get ice cream. Keep my processor from overheating. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, well, you know, I didn't also just bring you on this uh, car ride to get ice cream and tell you some really horrible news, but I also need to stop by um, a magic shop to figure cool. out. Oh, okay. To destroy, I need to find out how to destroy the rock priest indefinitely. Um, so you want to come help me? Uh, I mean, I'm already in your car. Perfect. And I'm already driving there. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond the gibbering veil we go. That's where we're going. We cut to the 70s basement styled laboratory of Jeff Lynn underneath the Lynn household. We see Vesper Indigo sitting at a stool behind the science slab with their head in their hands. We see Zeke Lynn still greasy haired and covered in tiny little spots of Mountain Dew standing at a big old whiteboard upon which he has drawn a big cartoon magnet, a big cartoon ghost, and a big cartoon representation of the rock priest with an arrow pointing from the rock priest to the ghost and from the ghost to the magnet. Zeke stands, marker at his chin, pondering what he's drawn.
Okay. So this is what we got to do. Now, how do we get there? Vesper, go. No bad ideas. Vesper stands slowly from their seated position, calmly walks past Zeke, grabs the whiteboard, and hurls it into a wall. Hey! I just spent like 20 minutes doing that! You drew a picture of a magnet on a whiteboard. And a ghost. And the rock priest. And I still don't think you actually know what magnetism is. It's... As a fundamental force of the universe. It makes stuff that's like it pull to it or push it away. Zeke, we need to get started on I this I was trying to! Our friends are counting on us. This is how I get started. This is my process. I gotta break down fundamentally what I'm doing into simple, easy-to-understand pictograms. Is that it? Or are you accustomed to just saying a bunch of nonsense and doing bullshit to kill time until Angela or Penny comes up with a good idea? No, absolutely not. And now you're hoping that I will fulfill that role for you. That is so rude. <laughs> Listen, I ask for your help because it's nice to have someone to bounce ideas off to, but I can do this on my own. I've built plenty of stuff on my own. Uh, Zeke, I'm just, I'm taking a quick look at my person here and um, look, I'm seeing zero bounce marks from no ideas. <laughs> okay. What's the thing you say all the time that you, you we, you, the, 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 Zeke, the, shut up that stupid first. No, <laughs> we got to go back to first principles first. Yeah. I was going to say superintendent. Yeah. First principles. What? Oh, Jesus Christ. Was that a joke? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> first principles. All right. What are we trying to do? We're trying to suck ghosts out of a rock man. So. How does the rock man suck the ghosts in? What sucks a ghost in? What is a ghost made of? Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> That's an excellent question. You spent a lot more time with them than I have, so you tell me. I have no idea. I know that when they come out, like when they first show up, I can't see them. And then Penny pulls the white stuff out of her nose and puts it over them. And then I can see them and touch them and they feel like silly putty. But before that, like, I can't see them or interact with them at all. Well, the ectoplasm is just like a coating, right? It's like bark on a tree or like clothes on a nude body. Yeah, it's like it's like in that Kevin Bacon movie, Hollow Man, where they turn Kevin Bacon invisible and they pour a bunch of liquid latex over him so that they can see him. I don't want to talk about the movie Hollow Man. <laughs> so if the ectoplasm is just the coating... The ghost material itself is something different, yes? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean... Is it even material? Because, like, I can't touch it or even see it. You got to have, like, special brain powers to see it. Is it, like, light where it's both, a, like, a wave and a particle at the same time? That is the closest thing to an actual piece of scientific information <laughs> I've ever heard come out of your mouth. I know some stuff! I know some stuff, too! <laughs> What's going on down here? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. Nothing, Dad! We hear <laughs> from deep inside the walls <laughs> of the Lynn residence a loud whooshing sound followed by a series of meaty thumps <laughs> as one Jeff Lynn makes his entrance into his own basement <laughs> via, of course, the secret metal science slide, which he installed as its only entrance. We see Jeff tumbling head over heels 
emerging from an open iris door on the side of the basement wall. And land sitting on his little butt, <laughs> holding a tray of tofu dogs. <laughs> Jeff Lynn, of course, bears a passing resemblance to Zeke Lynn. I would say he looks mm, 50% similar to him. Mm-hmm. Atop his head is a lush, beautiful head of hair. At the back of his head, more hair pulled tight into a long ponytail. On that head, lower down, there's more hair arranged around his mouth and up past his ears and what some might call a beard. (laughs) And then from the neck down, ooh, we've got a lab coat covering a Masters of Reality t-shirt, the one with the rabbit riding a bicycle. And below that, jeans with bedazzled rear pockets. (laughs) (laughs) And Jeff says, uh, where's Penny and Angela? I brought tofu dogs. Uh, They're kind, they're off kind of doing their own thing right now me and vesper are working working on a our own project cool i guess it's just the lab coat squad today well sophia's got the night off too so um night off can i just (laughs) hang out with you guys and do some science wait where is sophia where did you send sophia oh my god she's on a date i didn't send her anywhere she's on a date (laughs) With, with who or what um, that lovely and charming young man who was over at the house playing checkers with her the other day. Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. <laughs> She's on a date with Scoobums? That's what she told me. Do either of them know what a date is? Or what that means? I don't know. He was wearing a tie and he had a lot of frosting around his mouth. <laughs> well, that's standard. He's always he's always wearing a tie and he pretty much always has frosting around his mouth. Oh, <laughs> Well, this one was a bow tie. Whoa. Okay. I have complicated feelings about this, but we're going to move on. Dad, do you know what ghosts are made of? Yes. You do? Yes. What are they made of? Ghosts. Oh, my. Are made of astral particles. Astral particles? Yes. The particles only found in the afterlife or on the astral plane. Okay. Wait, you know about the astral plane? Sure. (laughs) Wait, since when? I'm a supernatural scientist guy. Yeah, I guess whenever Flo talked about the astral plane, I always assumed it was like her magic stuff, and my brain just kind of tunes that out. I didn't know that it was also a science thing. Vesper, is the astral plane a science thing? Vesper uh, finishes chewing a bite of tofu, Doc. (laughs) Well, you don't... I mean, as big of a pain in the butt as my mother is... What she's generally right about is that the line that we draw between quote-unquote magic stuff and quote-unquote science stuff and quote-unquote fake science stuff that you two call science Uh is less of a line and more of a, um, you know, not a line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My point is, my mom's whole deal is applying scientific principles to supernatural, paranormal, and cryptozoological phenomena. All of this stuff exists. Yes, we've we've all observed it and experienced it ourselves. Yeah. So we can't write it off as hokum or superstition anymore. Yeah. You and I both turned into into blankanthropes. That did happen. Yeah. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night from a dream so vivid where all of knowledge of science and language has left your body and you're running free and nude with the wind in your fur and blood around your muzzle? and wake up feeling sadder and more empty than you ever have in your life? I had a dream last night that I went to an endless taco bar and they kicked me out because I ate too many tacos. 
That made me sad. Jeff says, they would never do that. If they're an endless taco bar, they have to feed you as many tacos as you can eat. That's what I said in the dream last night. Actually, I guess it was like two or three nights ago now. What day is it? Well, if that ever happens and it's real, you let me know, because I've got a lawyer on retainer from the last time. (laughs) (laughs) The point is, we all know ghosts to be real. We're friends with some of them. Yeah. So that means that they are an object open to scientific investigation. So we need to get a ghost here. Now, that's not a terrible idea. I have a suggestion of how we might do that. I mean, I could just call one. Didn't you build a special hat that turns you into a ghost? Oh, yeah, my cool goggles. And Zeke puts on his goggles and immediately flicks the switch. (laughs) Zeke! Zeke, oh, my God! (laughs) Vesper, dial 911. It's on speed dial. Just hit six. It's right after the lawyer. Dad, it's fine. Dad, it's fine. Oh, he can't hear me. Uh, We see Jeff bent over your face, just slapping Zeke in the face (laughs) back and forth as hard as he can. (laughs) Zeke, wake up, little buddy. It's all right. Vesper, pull the... Oh, Vesper can't hear me either. Oh, dang. Um, um, I got to try to Patrick Swayze. Uh, we see Zeke frantically look around the room and spot a beaker resting on the science slab. He reaches for it a couple of times frantically, and his hand just keeps going straight through the glass. And then he takes a beat. He closes his ghost eyes, which we can't see because they're underneath the ghost ghost goggles. Uh, but he closes them, you can be sure of that, and takes a moment to center himself, really get focused, something he should do more often in his day-to-day life. He looks at the beaker. He imagines himself picking it up. He reaches out his ghostly hand, wraps his fingers around the narrow part at the top, lifts it up, goes, Woo! And hurls it across the room at the wall. We cut to the version of this room that we can't see Zeke's ghost in. As before Jeff and Vesper's very eyes, a beaker hovers up off of the table, seemingly of its own accord, before being flung against the wall and shattering into a million pieces. No! My lucky beaker! Sorry, Dad. Vesper, I think there's something here trying to communicate with us. It's me! Vesper says, um, okay, well, I guess obtuseness seems to run in the family. Um, do you remember uh, Mr. Lynn, right before Zeke passed out, when we said he had ghost goggles that he was going to put on and turn into a ghost? Oh, right! <laughs> Zeke, unbeknownst to Jeff, face palms. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, great. So we've got a ghost now that uh, I can't see, and you can't see, and I can't hear, and you can't hear. Zeke knocks once for yes. Great. So I'm going to assume that single knock was not the house settling or something else, but was in fact my son's ghost communicating with me non-verbally. Terrific, Zeke, thanks for the confirmation. Now, if you could switch over to some kind of Morse code and tell me in a little more depth what your plan is going forward. (laughs) Underneath the ghost ghost goggles, we see Zeke's eyes go wide. (laughs) Oh, fuck. We cut all the way back to Penny's house, which has not been visited since Penny and Zeke brought their dads home from sports baseballs. Penny made sure to come home late enough last night that she didn't really have to interact with her dad, but this morning he is obviously not working, and so he's probably awake at a normal hour. We see Penny exit her bedroom and walks downstairs to go to the kitchen. Penny, as you head downstairs, you find, standing in the middle of the living room, 
Chillhaven's very own one-man blue man group, your father, Bart White. We see Bart in front of a webcam on a tripod equipped with a ring light. And you hear him saying, um, uh, hello, it's me, Bart White. Thanks for, no, that's stupid. Um, Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's Bart White here again. And um, no, 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 not. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> oh, hey, Benny. Uh, uh, nothing. It's this doesn't look like nothing. It's stupid. Um, it might be. What is it though? Have you ever heard of the haunted files? <laughs> yes. Why? <laughs> well, uh. They interviewed me on the street the other day, and um, they said that I was really talented and I had a great on-screen presence. And they Maybe. hinted very heavily that they might have a job opening for me. So um, I'm just trying to practice, like my on-camera, you know, getting like camera ready. And um, um, yeah, that I, I'm glad you're looking for something that makes you happy. Um, I'm gonna heavily suggest you don't send that video in, Dad. I know we haven't talked that much lately, um, and I'm not in the best mood, but. I'm looking out for you here. Don't apply for a job with them. Uh, okay. Um, hey, hey, Penny? Yes? Can I ask you a question? You just did. Yes, sorry. Um, did you, uh, how do I put this? Did you do something to Blom Plomwad last night? (laughs) You know, you know, I didn't even think that would be what you were going to question me about, but... Because I was watching... You know, I love to watch Chillhaven Action News Everyone does, tonight right? with Blom Plomwad. Um, and I was watching it last night, and he started talking about how he was Penny <laughs> <laughs> and how all the ghosts should hide. Did and he say what his last name was, though? He didn't. He said... He did say make a W sound, but... <laughs> I mean, I guess it could have been any of the other Penny W's. Yeah, Penny Walter. I, I thought she was a Yale. Um, holiday is visiting. Um, what month are we in? There's a holiday every month. You know how those holidays go. She's home for Arbor Day. <laughs> um, Dad, there's a lot going on right now that I don't even know if I could fully explain it, even if I wanted to really dive into it. Um... Yeah, that was me. I was trying to protect my friends because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's always bad stuff happening around here, and this week is just the next really bad thing. Well, it doesn't look like you did a very good job protecting Blom Plomwad. That, a lot of blood came out of his head, and then he fell out of frame. Yeah, have you heard any updates about him, actually? Because that really was not intentional, and I had no idea that was going to happen. Uh, I haven't seen the news yet today uh he did not return to that broadcast (laughs) (laughs) penny um i I just uh no i no listen i'm your father yes i am the authority figure in this household Mm. and the things that you are doing are making me confused and afraid why are you afraid confused i understand why are you afraid well other than okay blom that was upsetting other than that though because when you say stuff to me like there's a lot of weird stuff going on. You wouldn't understand. I can't explain it to you. I need to take over people's brains and make their brains leak out of their nose. 
Yeah, it's almost like when I ask you questions um, that I'd really like the answers to about you and me and my mom, and you say you don't really want to talk about it, and you don't really remember that well, or, you know, it's just not really the right time because um, it's just a negative memory you'd rather not think about. So I probably got that from you. Well, you, yeah, you got me there. <laughs> like, I didn't ask for this. Like, do you know what I am, Dad? No. Like, you think it's normal for your child to have a third eyeball? And you never even once asked, where'd that come from? Can you see out of that, too? <laughs> can, can you? Sometimes. And it's not good things I'm seeing. It's not good. I don't know what I am, and I don't know the why to so many things. And I'm not blaming you for it being this way, but... It, our relationship hasn't made dealing with it any easier. And I'm just doing my best trying to help people. But sorry about Blom. I'm sorry. Zeke already yelled at me too. Well, listen, Penny. I'm sorry. About all of that. Um, the truth is, I don't know what was going on with your mom. I just know that she started getting really distant and not being around a lot. And hiding a lot of things from me. And more and more of the normal clothes that she kept in the closet got replaced with black cloaks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I just know that she cut me out and she was gone. Do you remember me becoming different all of a sudden? Well, I did notice when your eyes stopped closing. Yeah. And I knew that. I mean, I thought it was just you know, trauma from your mom bailing on you. I did too. But the other day, I kind of had like a, a very real flashback to her taking me to this building where everyone had cloaks on and telling me I was going to get gifts from all of her friends and she was going to be there with me and it was a celebration of something. I don't know. It wasn't really clear. And then this nasty tall monster showed up and changed me like took parts of me and replaced them with other things and the process got interrupted but I don't know what she was trying to do and I don't know exactly what kind of like cult she was a part of but it was bad enough that someone tried to stop it and they kind of did but Obviously, I changed, and I don't know how I blacked that out, but I did for a very long time, and I just remembered last week, and it's been a lot. Jesus Christ, Penny. I didn't, I didn't know about any of that. So how did you get me then? If she had, did she like try to steal me and then take me to that place, and then it got interrupted, and then you just found me? Penny, the night your mom left, I just woke up and... She was gone. The only reason I even knew that she and Belinda ran away together is because Belinda, at least, had the courtesy to leave a note for Jeff when they took off. Well, yeah, she also tried to interrupt the process and kill me, but not in a, not in a bad way. Wait, what? Yeah, she interrupted. She was the one that interrupted the, the we call him Rock Priest. I know that one's not going to mean anything to you, but big mouth guy. Um, she interrupted the process and tried to shoot me, um, which I don't even fault her for, to be quite honest, but it, it was unsuccessful. But clearly she knew something. I don't know. She'd snapped out of it, maybe, trying to stop it. I don't know. 
Belinda Lynn tried to shoot you with a gun? Yeah, baby me. Penny, I that lady used to use a butter knife to slice vegetables. <laughs> well, she must have really thought it was important to kill me then. But Penny, when I that next morning when she was gone, you were just in bed. Hmm. Your eyes were open. That part was weird. <laughs> you were here. Jesus, Penny. Yeah, I must have just blacked it out, I guess. Listen, you know, I try to be pretty hands-off as a dad. <laughs> Allowing you to have your own autonomy has always been really important to me. Now you're telling me that there's monsters running around. Your mom tried to do some kind of ritual to you. Zeke's mom tried to shoot you. It was justified. Taking over the newsman, making his brains come out of his head. It was an accident. It was an accident because I was just trying to warn all my ghost friends. Penny, I'm sorry, but I think, um, I think you're grounded. Grounded? What does that even mean? It means I need you to stay here with me and not go out and put yourself in danger anymore or endanger any more newscasters. I don't really have that option, Dad, because I'm already involved, and um, unless you have magical powers enough to to suck a bunch of ghosts out of a big-jawed monster and then crush him when he turns into a rock form, I have to leave. I don't know. I don't think I can do any of that stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Somebody else can do it, Penny. Who? I, I already lost your mom. I'm not going to lose you, too. Dad, I know. And but... now you're saying that this is the same stuff that, like, took her away, too? Yeah, but do you want that to happen to more people? I want it to happen to not my daughter. Well, I want it to not... I want it. I don't want it to happen at all, but I super extra don't want it to happen to my daughter. Well, not wanting it to happen isn't going to make it not going to happen. And I ended up, like, cursed with... Or weirdly blessed. I don't really know. It, probably cursed with these powers. And no one else that I know really has them. And I'm not just going to sit around and not do anything. Because that's really selfish. And you taught me to not be selfish, and I don't do things perfectly, and I feel really bad about Blom. He probably has some brain damage, but the more I understand them, the better I am at using them. And that's going to make me a better person. If I don't know how to use them, that's when I hurt people. Like like Blom. I'm sorry, Blom, if you're out there. Listen, Penny, I hear what you're saying, and I admire your bravery, but you can uh, you can rest easy because it's not you sitting on your butt, letting things happen. It's me, your dad. I, I'm, I'm willing to be the bad guy this time. I'm telling you that you cannot leave this house because you are grounded. Penny is just going to use her uh, telekinesis to pull the keys out of his pocket. <laughs> oh my God. We see the keys to Bart's car slowly start to raise out of the pocket of his blue jeans and up into the air towards Penny before reaching the end of his six-inch wallet chain. Oh, son of a bitch. Nice try. When did you get that? I knew that thing was going to come in handy. I knew it didn't just look really cool. It doesn't look very cool. No one wears those anymore. Fine. And Penny stomps away and slams the door, her bedroom door behind her. You're going to thank me for this when you grow up to be alive. No, I'm not. <laughs> we got two. A desolate parking lot on the side of a major Chillhaven thoroughfare. Beside this parking lot is a lone, single-story, brick, square, commercial building. 
you know the type. Outside of this building is a large sign on a pole that reads Schwarkey. Underneath, a billowing handmade cloth sign crudely attached over it, which reads Beyond the Gibbering Veil. We watch as the Angelo Mobile, Angela Atticus Jr.'s signature black 2020 Range Rover, creeps slowly into this lot and parks not too far away from the only other car here. Coincidentally, also a Range Rover, also black, although this one is clearly a newer model and sports out-of-state plates. Angela squints her eyes and looks over at the other Range Rover. Hmm, who's coming for my brand? Okay, heck, hopefully we can find some answers from Eggie. Um, Angela walks towards the door and gently opens it and hears the ringing of a bell as she enters the store. Beyond the door, we peek over Angela's shoulder and we see the interior of Beyond the Gibbering Veil. The space is simple, four walls, in white, filled with cheapish looking shelves, on the walls and amidst, uh, on the floor, <laughs> you know, where shelves... <laughs> Yeah. We see a variety of magical crystals, candles, books, herbs, cloths, jars of unidentifiable uh, lizard parts, tarot cards. We see a display of crystal balls marked all balls half off today only. And we see behind the service counter, the definition of a short king, who we know as Iggy Szynski, towering at 5'4" with a tight little chin-strap beard, a schlock of reddish hair, and a name tag that reads, Iggy, he, they. Iggy is already engrossed in conversation with the sole other customer that occupies the store. We see a tall, slender woman, made even taller by her chunky platform sandals, leaning over the counter to meet Iggy at eye level gazing out from over the brim of her oversized sunglasses, saying, Okay, yeah, I feel like you're just, like, not hearing me. I'm trying to find a guy. Like, I just need, I don't know if you have, like, a guy-finding compass or, like, some herbs that I can burn and they'll, like, make a smoke trail to find a guy or... I, I have stuff for, like, different spell components if you wanted to, like... Guy-finding is, uh... Like, are you looking for, like, a love match? I've got candles that you can use for that. No, or no, he's way too old for me. No, um, look, it's just like a guy I know. Well, I don't really know him. It's a guy that a guy I know knows. Sorry, can I, um, I, can I just interrupt you for one second? Mm-hmm. Feds, get out of my store! What? <laughs> me? Angela points at herself. What are you talking about? You don't about? think I remember you, the men in black? What are you? I, uh, that was not me. At all. You didn't Angela come into my store with your men in black friends trying to capture my cryptid? What? Your cryptid? You're talking about the Sasquatch. Iggy turns to Quest and says, Not long ago, I was hiding a beautiful Sasquatch inside my store. When this men in black and all of her men in black friends I, I'm not a men in black. stormed in and tried to take him away to their secret lab. Um, Quest is looking at herself in her, in her camera on her phone. Just like adjusting her hair and she says, I'm sorry, were you talking to me? 
Um, your quest, Olsen, but also, um, no, I'm not a fed. I don't know what you're talking about. Prove it. Oh, prove it. Look at my fucking antlers. Do you think a fed would have antlers? Also, not your cryptid. He's his own cryptid. And we returned him back home and reunited with his loved ones. We didn't capture him to do experiments or anything. We're not fucking Indigo Labs. I maybe did say some things last time, but I am in fact a 16-year-old magical creature and not a fed. I do remember now that I also probably said that I was looking for my husband and I am not married. I am a child. And I'm a robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he's a robot. Yeah, your costumes look great, you guys. So anyway, about finding that guy compass. Guy compass? Who are you looking for? I'm sorry, I don't do like autographs or selfies when I'm out in public. Come to one of my signings, okay? I'm not like a fan. Nice to meet you. My name's Heck Gently. Hi. I like your ears. Oh, thanks. All four of them. Oh, thank you. Angela just rolls her eyes. So, sir, listen, I really need to find my friend. Is he, oh, maybe you have like a device that can find priests? Is there like a, like something that can detect Wait a minute, you're someone... friends with a priest? That's who you're looking for? I... Like, like, are you looking for a priest about Yay, hi, and Angela motions her hands up like literally so tall up into this guy. Oh, you've seen him. Yeah, he's like really old and like he might have dementia or something. I don't know. We're all worried about him. Oh. Where is he? Oh, yeah, I think I saw him. Where? Don't listen to them. They're just trying to get you back into their van and then you're going to a black site. You know what happens at those. What are you talking about? Like, are you... It's not cool to brag that you got tricked by a bunch of kids last time we saw you. It's not cool to cover up decades of UFO encrypted evidence for the government. I'm not doing that. Oh, sorry, and then Iggy does really exaggerated air quotes. The government. Oh my God. Ugh, you're one of those weird Wait, conspiracy theories. Wait, what air quotes mean? <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, you all know that there's like, there's the, the players and then there's the players playing the game that the players play, right? Huh? I am having such a hard time with everything everyone is saying. Can I just have my priest compass and go, please? I have credit cards and money. Great. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I got him in the back. Great. Thank you. Uh, we see Iggy uh, turn and make direct eye contact with Angela and then do the point two fingers at his eyes and then point two fingers at her and then back slowly through the door into the shop back room. I'm calling all my fed friends, Iggy. Don't do you, that. You better hurry up. They better have a warrant. <laughs> um, Angela turns to Quest, takes another step forward, looks down at her. I'm taller. Okay. Looks down <laughs> at Quest. I announced the scene by saying that she was both tall and taller than usual because she's wearing wedge sandals. I'm taller. Okay. You <laughs> <laughs> see little vines grow out of the bottom of her feet. Yeah. Taller if you measure to the antler. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know who you're looking for, and I know what you're doing with him. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's our friend. He's a priest. You're friends with a priest that eats ghosts? I don't know that he eats ghosts. That's a silly thing to say. Then what does he do? Uh, he exercises them. He goes in and, like, 
I don't know, like waves the cross around and flicks some holy water and says like this place is clean or whatever. I don't know. I don't watch him do it. So you don't know what he does? You don't ask questions? He gets rid of the ghosts. He's the guy who gets rid of the ghosts. I don't know. Okay, so he's part of your team then. I mean, kind of. So like, let's just say that like, some of the ghosts we find are more, how do I say this, real? Um, so like, when the ghosts are maybe a little bit more real, um, we just, uh, Chag just like says he's gonna make the call to Father Morningside and then he leaves and then Father Morningside shows up a few minutes later and then all the ghosts are gone and it's great. So why is he missing right now? Why isn't he with you all? Yeah, it's never really happened before. I don't know. Normally he just kind of like goes in and then comes out and doesn't say anything to anybody. Um, and then he goes in the tour bus um, but yeah, this time he didn't, uh, he never came back to the tour bus. Like we sent him into this like locker room where this like big nasty guy was. At the uh, school? Yes. My team? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, I know this is upsetting, but oh, just hold he, on. Wait, he was, you found my team? Um, I wouldn't say what we found was a team. Um, it was more, oh, good. it was more an amorphous blob of, uh, flesh and pain. Oh, I don't know any of those. It, I used to be part of a football team and they all died in that locker room. And I thought maybe you met their ghosts, but we didn't have any amorphous blobs on the team. So it's yeah, probably unrelated. Probably not them. Um, yeah, it doesn't match the description of what I saw. But anyway, yeah, we sent him into that locker room to like do his thing. And then we were just standing outside the locker room waiting for him to come back out. And he never came back out. And then we went in and he wasn't in the locker room. So we think he probably wandered off. Like I said, he's like super old. Like we've been doing this show for like seven or eight years I now. know he's super and he old. he was like really old when we started doing the show. And like somehow he's like, he's he's still just like, he's gotta be like 90. Yeah, he's an ancient man. He's Yeah, I know. He's so old. No, an ancient man? He's an, an ancient man. He's a very old, 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 old guy. Yeah, I know. I just said that. Listen, he's hurting these ghosts. You can live a totally practical life as a ghost. Um, the things you're saying just like aren't making any sense. You're talking backwards. Listen, your priest <laughs> is hurting these ghosts. He is, he needs to be stopped. I know that he's like part of your team or whatever, but he's a really, really awful dude. And he's going to eat my friends. Like, do you know anywhere that he could be? No. Or That's why I was here buying a priest compass. Which, by the way, where's my priest compass? No, don't give it to her. There's a priest compass. Oh, yeah, like I'd tell you. <laughs> I am not a fed. Iggy Sazinski just ignores that and turns away from you to face quest and presents her with a small paper bag. I wrapped it all up for you. It'll be $400. Great. Here you go. Put it all on the card. Thank you so much. Credit card machine noise. <laughs> Wait, um, do you have another priest compass? Not for you, fed. Your money's no good here, by which I mean you can't have, you can't sp spend it. Normally when people say your money's no good here, they mean everything's free, but it's the opposite of that. Okay, that was really long. <laughs> um, uh, um, you don't have another one, do you? Well, no, I, it's, it's less of a compass and it's more like a crystal that um, like can be aligned to, 
you kind of like hold it loose in your hand. And it... And like just kind of, it points you, uh, it's not exactly a compass. More of just like, like it's got ions in it, you know? I'll give you $200 for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I don't want... <laughs> It doesn't work, does it? He's bullshitting you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Expert negotiator. I just didn't want. I didn't want them to have anything. Dollars. I feel like I'm not really involved anymore. Yeah. Goodbye. So I'm gonna go use my priest compass. All right. Good luck with that thing. And yeah. Quest leaves out the front door, uh, but you can see through the front window of the shop her standing in the parking lot, holding the crystal in her hands, just kind of like turning back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Iggy, I'm going to be real with you. I believe in magic, okay? I am magic. Heck, magic basically too, but science? I'm more of science. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> I know that that crystal doesn't work, okay? But I am looking for some other stuff that you might be able to help me with. Well, listen, that's the thing. I changed the sign on the crystals to say priest compass. So technically I wasn't lying when I sold it to her. What? You just, did you change it before she came in? Listen, I don't have to tell you anything, <laughs> okay, Fed. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, not a Fed, but do need your help. So I'm not a Fed and I'm going to prove it, Okay. Would a Fed be able to do this? Angela takes a couple steps back, puts both of her hands out, and um, kind of like squints her eyes and like pushes her hands forward. Vines start pouring out of An both of Angela's hands as the vines um, slump to the floor. They crawl across the store and start wrapping around Iggy. Gently though. Oh, whoa. Would a Fed be able to do this? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then Angela um, puts her hands down and the vines just slink back into her hands. I've read that people around here have long suspected that the Anodyne Pines is a gateway to the Feywood. Well, it is. You're right. And hi, it's me. I'm a Fey. So, can I get that help now? Please don't take my soul or bones or anything. I won't until you make me mad. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but remember that. Okay, okay. So you know that priest that Quest is trying to find? The priest on their team is a monster and he's eating ghosts. Just eating them. Killing them. I mean, I know they're already dead, but literally just stealing them. Ghosts have lives. My girlfriend's a ghost. Just because they die doesn't mean life is over. And he's just sucking them right up. You're talking about some sort of spectrovore? Oh, a what? A creature that eats ghosts. So you know what I'm talking about then? I've read about it in some of the magical texts. People theorize that such a thing could exist because like anywhere there's energy, you find things that consume that energy, right? Like even all the way down the bottom of the ocean where sunlight can't reach by hydrothermal vents, there's life forms that get all their energy out of that, the hydrothermic gas that the ocean just farts up into the water. If there's energy, there's gonna be something to eat that energy, just like vampires emerge to consume the delicious energy-filled blood of all the human beings who are walking around. So 
people in the magical arts have for centuries speculated that if ghosts are a form of spiritual or astral energy, which they are, they are, then there should be something out there that emerges to feed off of that energy. Nature abhors a vacuum. What's that priest? I mean, can't you like, don't you have like an army of like fairies or forest spirits or dryads or satyrs or, you know? I have some birds. Ents? Do you know any ents? Uh, no, I, I. the birds are my friends. We could have an ent moot. I don't know what that is, but listen, I have a team of friends that we're working on this plan, and um, A, we're gonna, okay, so first step, we are going to suck the ghosts out of him, and we're gonna get them back, because- Sounds optimistic. Well, we're gonna try, and then we are going to trap him in a place, and then we are gonna turn him back into his rock form, and then we are going to smash him up into smithereens so that he can never do this again. But we don't really know how we're gonna do this. But that's why I came here. Do you know how I can permanently kill him? I don't know anything off the top of my head, but I think I know a few threads we might be able to follow. Come with me over to the bookshelves. We're gonna wanna check out Razakram III's Compendium of Monsters and Devourers of Spirits. Okay. And I think we should check out Baron Forthington's seminal work, The Black Soliloquy. Perfect. Point me to them. And we watch as Iggy, Angela, and Heck make their way over to the bookshelf. Meanwhile, our camera begins to pull back away from this scene, back through the store. We see it turn and face the door to the stockroom from which Iggy Sazinski so recently emerged. The camera pushes through into the stockroom, full of more shelves, full of boxes, backstock, etc., and into a darkened corner of the room where we see Father Morningside. Richter's smile fixed on his face before he backs up and merges with the darkness out of sight. For that rock priest. He's a nasty creep, I tell ya. Well, to settle my nerves and yours, let's do these credits, huh? Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Stressman. Penny White is performed by Miss Lawson. Zeke Lynn and West Olson are performed by James Chenlar, who is also the composer for all of Chilhaven's original music. All other characters, human or otherwise, are performed by Philip Stressman, who is also the game master and producer of the podcast. Additional sound effects, provided by ZapSplat.com. Monster of the Week Tabletop Game, created by Michael Sands. Okay, I've got to go get rid of these heebie-jeebies. See you next time.